here we are, the inaugural podcast for the Seller Rants. Biggie, how long have we been talking about doing a podcast on Vino? 36 hours. <laughs> You're going to need no help here. Okay. How long ago? Okay. How long? Tell, tell the listeners, how long ago were you putting wine in your quarterly updates for your day job? About five years ago. I had a, I, everyone who knows me knows I have a great passion for wine, particularly California cabs. And uh, my marketing team thought it would be a great idea for me to put a featured wine in my quarterly update for our listeners, of course, uh, for my uh, clients. Of course, not everybody drinks red wine and not everybody drinks California cabs. And so I thought it's hey, a good idea. Yeah, exact. Poor of them is exactly right. But uh, that was really the impetus for an idea of sharing my passion, my love for the art of making great wine. Because as you know, I was born and raised a musician. I love the art. I love the experience. And there's nothing better than a great glass of vino with good food to accentuate a great experience. I uh, cannot argue with any statements <laughs> made there. You're, you're, that's because you're my son. Yeah. <laughs> the most important thing to be said there is the art of the wine. <laughs> that's right. Log. 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 We probably should we get gotta, along We got to introduce. This, gotta introduce. Introductory, uh, this is our introductory uh, podcast. So we're going to learn lots of things. We love feedback from everybody. But we should probably give a little background of the seller rats. Generally, nobody wants to be a rat unless you're a seller rat. Sniffing around looking for the greatest sniff of great vino you can enjoy on the palate. Look at the right look not, at the fellas? smirk you're not Harpoonie wrong. has on his face. Harpoonie. Right yeah. Who's Harpoonie? What is yeah. that? Tell, tell us who the Harpoonie is. So, you know, I'm probably the, well, I'm not probably, I'm the senior member of the rats. I'm the, the oldest rat. I got the longest <laughs> tail. And, uh, you know, but that being said, I also have the probably the least experience of, uh, of enjoying great vino. That being said, you know, I really, uh, I've learned to appreciate uh, a good glass of wine. I mean, it's. My my palate, if you if you could say, has been bruised by excellent wine because now I can't drink anything other than, um, you know, the best. Hey, let me tell you. Let me tell you something. That's a, wine anymore. That is a no, great I, problem to have. Yeah, it's a, that good, is a it's great a good, problem to have. It is. It is. Now I just need to make sure my uh, my income can uh, support the uh, the habit. So. <laughs> well, yeah. Please. Two, two. There's there's three of us that are lucky enough here to work together. For the listeners out there, let's tell them. A little bit about what we we have to suffer through during the day. Our boss. Oh boy, who we all are. Oh, our boss the is a whole other story. Yeah. Oh, oh, well. Yeah, no. Sort of. No. Yeah, that was sort of nothing. <laughs> you fellas riding my coattails like a sled in the middle of winter. Hmm. Little Minnesota reference. I like it. <laughs> you gotta compensate us somehow for hanging That's out with them. Exactly right. You fellas don't understand that I don't need you to hang out with me to drink my wine. <laughs> what are you kidding me? 
you guys beg me and plead me to sit and drink great vino. Well, it is what it is. <laughs> no so, secrets here. All right. So uh, this, uh, again, this is the inaugural podcast of the Cellar Rats. Who are the Cellar Rats? The Cellar Rats are, the rats are four guys who are passionate about the complexity, the power, the experience of enjoying great vino with a tint and a bias to Cabernet Sauvignon, as everyone likes to say. I just call it a cab. Uh, Love great wine, pairing great wine with great food, great friends, great experience. Life is short. Life is a gift and a blessing. And vino is a strong accentuation of enjoying that experience. Uh, I am, I'll just go ahead and give my introduction. I'm Mark Pearson. Yes, I have a couple of the guys here that work with me. This is a passion. Wine is a passion of mine. Maybe someday I'll own a vineyard. More than likely, I will have some people on our podcast who own vineyards to talk about their great wines and their passion. Making wine is a lot like making music. It's about passion. It's about enjoying the experience. So I am Mark Pearson, uh, a lover of wine. We have four of us here. The next person I'm going to introduce is my favorite oldest son, Matt. Nope. Your favorite oldest son? I am your... What? Yeah, you, know, yeah, you, you can so just... You can just call me your favorite son. Yeah, I mean, favorite, favorite I child. I have two sons. I'm not gonna say you're my favorite. I have two <laughs> sons I love just as much as each other. I like. He's the favorite I like oldest. The He's the favorite. Oldest. I'm the. Fa- it's like saying I'm the favorite middle child. <laughs> you are I my mean, favorite middle. I'm child, I'm the only too. middle child. You are my favorite middle child. Do you like drinking my vino? I, uh, I, I do enjoy partaking in in your good vino. You're welcome. That's part of the reason we talked. We started this podcast, though. I mean, you I, and exactly I started. Right. I started the show off by saying this. You and I have talked for probably at, at least a year about about starting a podcast about wine. We both love wine. We love the experience. We love sitting back, and it it is a hobby. I like Ken. My palate has been tainted, though. You're welcome. I. I mean, glad to have your 20, 24 years old, and I, uh, yikes! It's uh, there was a lot. It's of been rough. It's that. been a, it's been a rough two months moving out. I'll tell you that. <laughs> <laughs> I don't enjoy as much. The wine more. doesn't the wine doesn't flow as as uh, no. graciously as it did it's, uh, it's, back here. No, it does not. Maybe your dad is not as bad of a guy as you thought. Yeah, um, when we're talking about. Having to hang out with them? I don't know. It seems like it's a pretty good deal to me. Yeah. <laughs> That's because Log, you're a smart man. Yeah. But you're not used to living the gravy train big life that Biggie over there lives. Well, I only live the life of appreciation. Oh, touche. When I'm here, <laughs> I constantly appreciate the wine. That's it. it uh, I have missed it. You make a great point. Both of you are making great points. Let me just interject this real quick. Part of my greatest passion for vino is the opportunity to share great vino with others. 
Wine is a unique and powerful connector. I really believe it. And as fortunate and as blessed as I am to be able to share the wine, the second greatest thing besides enjoying the wine myself, actually, let me rephrase that. I, I actually think that my favorite thing about wine is the opportunity and the ability to share it with others and share stories about wine and our experiences and stories about having great wine with others. Secondarily, of course, is the taste and the pairing with foods. But what I really believe is that great wine uh, really is the elixir to great experience, great stories, great memories that we can all share. This is why I love this podcast and I love wine and looking forward to doing it with the fellas. Yeah, you took the words right out of my mouth. I mean, we talked about that. The other reason that I personally you know, wanted to get involved with this podcast and start the podcast personally is just to learn, you know, we talk about the art of wine and I want to learn more about wine. You know, yeah, I've been drinking it for three years with you, but learning more about the wine, the stories that are with the vineyards. I mean, that's the stuff that I am fascinated by and just the conversations that we've had over the years, the people I've met enjoying wine and the stories that they have. And, you know, we'll get them on the podcast to share their stories and other unique stories that they've had visiting vineyards or meeting new people through these experiences. That's one of the reasons, one of the main reasons that I really wanted to kick this podcast yep. off and Agreed. and 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 touching on that it, it's exactly what you said it's about what went into the wine from the grapes to the whole process compared to just opening the cork and sharing a glass of wine once you understand and once we can build an appreciation appreciation for the entire process from vineyard to glass through this podcast i think it'll be a, a fantastic a fantastic way to really build our appreciation for what we're enjoying and and I that agree. voice right there, we have not introduced our fourth, our final rat of the podcast, the the foodie, the foodie He's of the, the group, foodie college, of the rat pack. college roommate of mine, <laughs> Log, Log, Logan, aka Log. Uh, that name is a long story for a whole separate podcast about how that came to be. Um, but I'm Logan, and I was a roommate of Matt's in college, and I've been blessed to know the Pearson family for I don't know how many years now it's been since my first uh, my first trip here to, glass to of the vino. Pearson pad. Your first but, glass uh, of vino. My first glass of vino, and uh, that's what I am. I'm here to, uh, like I said, Matt said I'm the foodie of the group. I would consider myself, like we said previous to this. Tell, uh, tell, tell the listeners your Bumble, pro Bumble profile. <laughs> my, Bumble bio, my Bumble bio currently is uh, amateur chef and connoisseur of happy hour. And I think that really encompasses my entire personality. <laughs> Gen it, it genuinely does. That really does uh, encompass what I'm, what I'm all about. Would so. my Bumble profile be old married man? <laughs> I, I don't know. I don't, that may get you in some serious trouble if that's your Bumble profile. I don't yeah, know what Bumble. Don't, I don't, know I don't even know what Bumble. You. I don't even know what Bumble is, but I. So I, that that qualifies for old. Yeah, yeah exactly. So we got the yeah, old, old married man. There you yeah. go. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So if if anyone couldn't tell, Matt and I are the single people of the of this uh, of the rats. <laughs> 
Well, yeah, Ken and I will be the old duffers, the guys who, who they call it, been around the block a few times. Okay, uh, but when we touch on wine experience a lot, here's the thing about you two that I absolutely love and love going downtown Minneapolis with you. We're all based out of Minneapolis here. You two call yourself older. You are older, but you are two of the funnest old guys that, old I to, that I get to that I get to I think he's good he's working us over yeah, hey, right. that's very awesome nice comments. of you thank you guys you. are that's a nice. great time hanging out I appreciate well, thank you. We appreciate it well and much. you know I mean it's it's not every day that you know guys of you know different generations if you will can hang out with each other and enjoy each other's company and of course that all surrounds you know with a good glass of wine and you know that Wine definitely brings people together. It's a mutual meeting point, right? Absolutely. There you no, go. I, a blender. Do, I, I do right. think that because I love a lot great wine and I've spent a lot of time drinking great wine and have spent a lot of time with all of you as well as others is that is one of the powers, one of the great benefits, one of the great joys of great wine is it. it Wine to me is so much more complicated and so much more um, exciting than people really give it credit for. Because I I I remember once, and we're not, we're going to talk about uh, a a specific wine tonight, Del Dotto. And the first vineyard I ever went to to experience wine was at Del Dotto Vineyards in Napa Valley. And if you ever have a chance to go to Del Dotto Vineyards in Napa Valley, you will be doing yourself a significant disservice if you don't go there. And the first time I went was years ago with some good friends. And the the interesting and funny part about my my own personal situation is I've been married to the first girl I ever set eyes on that I said I was going to marry. For 35 years, I was 15 the first time I ever saw her. I have the greatest wife I could ever have. And the, one of the great parts about my wife is she doesn't drink. And so it saves me a lot of money on wine. <laughs> <laughs> Matt and, and I, I are currently looking for people uh, that, yeah, that meet myself. those prerequisites. Come in if, 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 if that's you, you can uh, <laughs> that's, hey DM us on Instagram at the Cellar Rats <laughs> Podcast <laughs> and... Uh, We'll Logan get something and I arranged. Will definitely respond. Yeah, I, I. But so my wife, my wife never drank. So we went to Del Dotto Vineyards uh, first time. This was, boy, it's got to be, man, it's got to be ten, fifteen years ago, and it was just an eclectic, unbelievable experience. If you ever have a chance to go to a Napa Vineyard, Del Dotto is one I would really, really recommend. You know the traditional wine drinkers mindset is go to Camus, go to Duckhorn, go to uh to Jordan, go to some of these bigger names that people know. A the household names. Yeah, household yeah. names. They don't know Del Dado. And Del Dado, ironically enough, and we'll get into this in the podcast, yeah. actually I, in in the late nineteen eighties when I was a young buck trying to figure out how to make a buck for a living looked at Dave Daldato's real estate deal. I had no idea that his family's 
heritage in wine dated back into uh, the early 1900s. Is it early 1900s? Yeah, yeah I believe 1900s. so. Yeah, when I was doing research on that, I his I grandfather, that great grandfather, yeah, huge history. It, yeah, it, uh, it that was fascinating about that and how they he transitioned into you know from the, the real estate to the, to the wine. Yeah, and they have now, a lot of different but, vineyards, and we'll talk about all and that. Later. I just wanted to give people some framework for the podcast, kind of what we're gonna be doing. So today, Mark mentioned, or should we call you Biggie or Mark on the podcast? You guys call me whatever you want. Santa Claus. Well, many people do call me. Not that. incorrect. <laughs> so so we, none of those are wrong. So so the goal of the podcast here is every podcast we're gonna we're gonna feature a a wine, a specific wine year, and uh, focus on that vineyard and that specific wine. So as you mentioned today, it's Del Dado. This this episode we're having the 2014 Saint Helena Cab. Yeah, so this is part of, so this is one of my favorite uh, wines from Del Dotto. If you're a big cab drinker, you love a big fruit-forward wine. Uh, the I love Del Dotto. But Del Dotto has, uh, their St. Helena Terrier has created some amazing wines. In fact, in 2012, uh, their St. Helena Reserve wine uh, got g- give me the bottle there. Let me let me tell people the that two thousand and yeah. There, so what we're drinking right here is a reserve wine from Del Dado. It's a Saint Helena two thousand fourteen cab. Uh, it is aged in American oak, carved and grooved, Elaine Fouquet Connoisseurs series block two. Let me say it again. You want to write it down? American oak. Carved and grooved, Elaine, A L A I N, Bouquet, Connoisseur Series, Block Number Two. Now, the reason why I'm saying this and spelling it out for you is, as I've talked to my folks over at Del Dado, for those of you who are big cab drinkers out of Napa, uh, 2013 was an epic, epic, epic year for Napa Cab. And, uh, Many people felt and believed that 2013 was the best ever. Ironically, in 2012, and I you can't get the wine anymore unless you buy it off, you know, off the market. This Saint Helena wine in 2012 was 100 point rated by Robert Parker. So, I don't quote me on this, but I think this is rated ninety seven. What we're drinking I think right it's nine. It's it's high nineties. Yep, ninety five, nineties. But you talk. We talk about the experience of wine and and memories that you can create by you know having wine. And you bring up two thousand twelve of this bottle. Golden birthday, March twenty second. If you want to send gifts, but my golden birthday when I was twenty when I turned twenty two, that's the wine that we had at dinner. Really. The 2012. I didn't that. Wow. See, you just wow. You get you associate. I bought a lot of that 2012. It, that was a Dado, great bottle. Yeah, at Del Dado, uh, they called it Almond Joy, and if you smell the the nose on it, is immense with almond. If, if for those of you who remember the Almond Joy candy bar, it literally smells just like that. 
and it has great smoothness, great depth. It, it it's like chewing on an almond joy. It's unbelievable for a cab. It's unbelievable. Now, the people I work with at Del Dotto, where I buy my wine, uh, they're telling me that 2016 will be better than 2013, what many people believe is the greatest era out of Napa. 2016 wines, apparently they're saying is going to be better. I can't wait to get myself a couple cases of the 2016 Almond Joy St. Helena Cab from Napa. It is truly amazing. Now, I, I think we could all concur that we're all looking for that's it. That's what yeah. we're saying. Well, I was going to say that episode. Yeah, I hope, that's I hope this, uh, that's it. maybe we can make that in uh, episode 100 and we're all sitting yeah. on the same couch yeah. Uh, yeah. cracking open that, that case right. in 2016. I think that makes a lot of sense. Here's the interesting thing. The, the, the Del Dotto uh, St. Helena Reserve Cab we're having, uh, we started decanting this morning. Now, we're having the 2014 today. Uh, my 2012s, I was not prepared to share on the podcast. They're still sitting in the yet. cellar. Yet. A- you forgot the, the important there's, there's an asterisk yet. on that. There's, th- those, are still, those are still laying down, sleeping like nice, cute little babies. <laughs> uh, so we're having the 2014 today. Um, the wine is amazing. Uh, I, I will tell you, I drink a lot of different wines out of Napa. Um, it is the most unique, uh, one of the most unique wines I've had. We, I've got another uh, great one we're going to do another show on eventually, which I'm not even going to tell you guys what wine it is. Grab bag. Well, I, I, that should be that. Is it from Del Dado? No. Oh, I thought I thought we were talking <laughs> another great wine from Del well, Dotto is yes is is the, the eight eight seven yes. Well, I was gonna yeah I I was gonna say the beast. Oh, that's a whole other topic. Oh boy, that'll be a show oh, for another if time. If you have the chance to have the beast, that's fitting. The name of the wine is fitting for what it is. It is pretty the much beast. speaks for itself, doesn't it? Mm-hmm. Yes. But five different terriers, always rated ninety-eight to one hundred point. We'll mi- cover that wine. Yeah, named night. appropriately. Yes, you, you brought you brought up something though that that I want to touch on and, and expand a little bit more because we want to educate the listeners. We want to give people enough knowledge. I like to say when you're at the party to be dangerous about wine. Know what mm-hmm. know what you're talking about. Mm-hmm. But you brought up decanting wine, and. Knowing you and, and when I lived at the house, you know, it could be 9 a.m. and we're decanting wine. Decanting wine, guys, not drinking wine at 9 a.m. No. But I also know But I will make that, a point about that But in a But, and I was going to say, I also that. have seen, you know, wine that's you've let sit out overnight. Yes. How do you decide how long you want to let a wine decant? And how do you go about that process? Uh, it's a great question. And actually, to be blunt about it, you got to listen to cellar rats because I have spent a lot of time testing, decanting, tasting, you know, experimenting with different wines and seeing how they flow at different periods. Sounds very artsy. 
Well, well it should be important well, to note, though, too, that yeah, like we like about. we talked about earlier about wine being art. It's also it, it it's a living, breathing entity mm-hmm. that is constantly changing. Yes. So that's yes. that's part to go with the whole decanting process. It, it's on a nonstop flux yeah. of changing states. No doubt. I was born and raised. I was born and raised a musician. When I was young, I wanted to be a professional musician. So by nature, I'm a little bit more artsy. Um, and one of the things I love about great wine is if you go visit vineyards and you talk to the vintners, it's it is it is it, there is science to making wine. But there's also great art to making wine. Whether you want to be a chef, whether you want to brew your own wine, your own beer, your own bourbons, whatever it is, there is a great connection between science and art to make it happen. And the first time I went to the Del Dotto Vineyard, I heard someone say, uh, to our tour guide, which I thought was absolutely brilliant and prophetic, prophetic, and it was this. He he actually asked the question. He says to the tour guide, "Why is it that when I go to a restaurant and I order a wine that I had at a vineyard, it tastes?" completely different. And this is the impetus of the cellar rats. This is the impetus of the podcast. The mere idea, the mere fact that the secret sauce about drinking great wine is not how it's made. It's not the history of the vineyard. It's not who you're drinking it with. It's not the food you're having at the time. It's not the day of the week or the time of the day or the day you had previous to it. It's all of it combined. And that is the essence and the art of enjoying great wine. So my hope, along with I'm hoping all of us, is that as we do our podcast and we discuss different wines that you get an opportunity to connect a little bit into the world we're in where we are constantly looking not for the most expensive wine not frankly for the greatest wine but the combination of good wine great experiences with great friends and family that is the essence of great vegan. It's important to note. I mean, thanks, hey, Biggie. hey, that's that, I couldn't have said that any better. Oh, thanks, Biggie. It's important to note, though. Uh, an easy way to start with that is the next time you're you're with friends or family or any situation where you're going to be eating a meal, and it doesn't matter even what the meal is, whatever you're eating, or whatever you're drinking, to to maybe just take a second. It doesn't have to be as deep as what we just went to, but to just recognize that and think about that. Yeah. And then, mm-hmm. then you will really understand, um, not, not understand necessarily, but you will begin to realize and think about, oh, it's all, it's about all of this as a group. Yeah. It's not about just not having alcohol. It's not about, ha- you know, when we drink wine, it's not just about having alcohol. Wine should be drank as an experience. And of course, there's lots of wines, there's lots of different vintners, lots of great, great stories. 
And of course, Log, you have the great gift that I don't have of the pairing of different things with great wines. And I want you to talk a little bit about some of the cheeses and the meat plate we have today with olives, with the vino we're having. Because I do think that <clears throat> wine is about the experience and hanging with friends, right? Or family. Absolutely. My son, Matt, and I have drank lots of great wine together. But um, I just think there's great stories about the vineyards, great stories about the people who create the wine. Well, it's right? connections. It's all about connections. connections, too. Uh, yes. I mean, I have a, a, a great point to add to this. I recently was fortunate enough to be able to experience and to partake in some vintner work myself. In, uh, look in at the, you, uh, look at you, Mr. Oh. Wine Guy. In the Temecula Valley uh, in Southern, Southern California, I was uh, fortunate enough at a family friend's vineyard to uh, be around during harvest time and harvest some Cabernet grapes. Tell, tell well, people yeah, tell the listeners. Like. Well, I tell, think first, first, before we tell the listeners what that was like, let's let's give a shout out. We'll give a shout out because I believe we're going to be fortunate enough to get them on as a guest. So this is a private vineyard um, that is just five acres that does their own their own deal. Um, is this a, and I think you've said this is the first year they're getting a yield, this right? Is their, well, they had a yeah. This is going to be their first first real yield. Yep. Yeah, and it's uh, Avocado Stump Vineyard is the name of that. And when they bought the property in, uh, I'm not sure, I'm not 100% positive on what year, but uh, there was a bunch of avocado stumps after a fire that came through. And before they cultivated it into a, a vineyard, they that's what they decided to go with. So uh, I was fortunate enough to be there this year during the time of harvest. And I got to be in the actual field and harvest grapes for hours on end. And went into the full process of um, taking them off the off the vine, everything, trimming, uh, adding yeast, sulfites, all that. And I mean, I could go on and on about that experience that I had doing that. But I, the instant I started, the instant I walked into the field and clipped my first bunch of grapes with the bees and this that, I instantly like something kind of clicked in my head where I said, "Oh, okay, like." It all begins. Like, I get it. Now, I, I instantly thought to myself, when I actually try this a year, two years, three years from now, this wine, it's going to be a totally different thing for someone who wasn't here doing what right. I did. Mm -hmm. And that, I think you, that's a great thing to add on the point of what you're talking about, about it being all things yeah. bunched into one. Yeah. Um, you made an interesting point. You talked about the bees. Yeah. You said the bees. The bees. So explain to people the importance of the bees because many people don't realize the importance of bees. Well, the bees, like most people know, are, are pollinators. Yep. But also, it's interesting to note when I was there, at this time, so you harvest the grapes when they're at a certain bricks level, which is the sugar content in the grape. Yeah, explain. Let's tell people what bricks, bricks level means. Well, the bricks is the sugar content in the, the grape Yep. which is measured through, um, it's a little device. It looks like a little telescope, and it's a, a water concentration. Um, you drip it on and then stare into the sunlight, and it, it uses, I don't, I don't know the actual scientific term for how right. it works, but there's a little graph in there that shows you the, the sugar content, yes. basically, of the which grape. Which is important. Which right? is, is critical to the grape if you pick it at before, after, or whatever the optimal level based right. on your grape is. Right. The total change outcome of your wine. But at uh, the time we were picking, the 
the grapes are determined to be at their optimal bricks level. And so high sugar content, bees are very attracted. And it was so interesting to note, but the whole time you, I mean, every bunch of grapes you would go to was packed with bees, 25, 30 bees. And you think it would actually kind of be a, like a little bit scary, a little threat, you're going to get stung. There's so much sugar and fermentation going on. The bees are drunk. I mean, they're love drunk. They're, they're <laughs> yeah. absolutely drunk. They have, you just tap them and they basically fall off onto the ground. Like they'll, they'll, <laughs> they'll drink themselves, they'll drink themselves dead from the grapes, which is, it was really interesting to see none of, I didn't get stung once. Wow. They, they so basically if, fall off. They will burrow themselves. If we need to into change the, grape. the name. We, we just call ourselves, you know, drunk field bees <laughs> you know, instead of cellar rats. I mean, we just drunk field bees. Biggie, that's another that's another uh, mic drop you got yeah. there on the uh <laughs> do you want to tell let's do you want to tell the listeners you were so proud of what we were going to be named before the seller rats yeah i mean so we ran into some trademark but, issues but yeah yeah go ahead and tell them and then we'll tell so, them what the issue well, was well, not not only was it a was it you know a great mic drop but I'm just sitting there watching these guys go back and forth on what we should be naming this podcast. And then all of a sudden, uh, I just popped in and said, how about Grape Nuts? And it was like a mic drop moment. And then all of a sudden, we started getting legal on it. And of course, we had a little problem with Grape Nuts. Uh, why would we, we have a problem with Grape yeah, Nuts? Wait, wait, why? What would be Who wrong with that? I mean, you know, there's, there's this little, there's this like little company, I think it's called Post. <laughs> You know, it's only and been I mean, trademarked they, for they've been around for that's a couple a Minneapolis years. Minneapolis company too. If I'm not, yeah, if I'm I mean, not wrong. I think you might be right. I don't, I don't know, but anyway, at the end of the day, uh, I got uh, you know our lawyers couldn't work our way through it. I mean, we just decided to go with Cellar Rats, and you know, there's all kinds of names that got banned around, but I think Cellar Rats. Can I just say that I just took a piece of cheese, a Chipotle cheese. Ooh, I haven't tried Sartori, that yet. That's Sartori Reserve from Wisconsin. Sartori Reserve. We spell that for people. Do you know S-A-R-T-O-R-I. Yeah. A Chipotle, uh, which has a kick to it. And I just took a little piece of it with my Del Dado St. Helena. Wow. The, 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 the thing about great wine is the experience of not only the depth of the wine, but how you pair it with what you're eating, right? Mm-hmm. Whether it's cheese, olive, salami. Uh, tonight we've been enjoying some great salamis. We will feature those more in our future shows um, with cheeses. And the the Chipotle, which I'm not a big Chipotle guy, a little more bite, a little bit more pow on you. But that with the wine was eclectic it was just amazing just amazing the depth of it well you, yeah you sent me a text and or we were tr- trying to figure out what we needed for the show and you're like pick an eclectic cheese out yes and i think we could almost make this a regular for the show but ooh, i ooh, I like that eclectic cheese of the week eclectic cheese of the eclectic week, cheese of the week. <laughs> but like Lo- logan and i were, although were it shopping. sounds a little cheesy Oh, so I, I have. That sounds like a harpoony joke. I, I that have, sounds like a harpoony joke. And that, that, got banned. Oh, yeah. that got banned. So I've rubbed off. We have dad jokes <laughs> and wine and cheese. Yeah. In this that podcast. got banned from investing from su- oh, exa- investing for success. Harpoony <laughs> just you're you're living the dream. I've got I've got Matt, some Q-in, cheese heads that we the, uh, wear on our the snare button. and the symbol. But I'm yeah. pissed. Harpoony, <laughs> harpoony. Let let's let's tell the listeners how. 
what happened to the harpoony jokes that were on our radio show that we have, Investing for Success? And maybe, if we're fortunate enough, give the listeners just a sample Harpoony joke. Oh, you put me on the spot now. Yeah, he is. He doesn't. Harpoony has no memory. Yeah, I mean, he's got one. I can see it in his Mm. head. I know exactly which one he's gonna he's gonna say. (laughs) So you know, so again, we we do another podcast. You know, it's not a podcast. It's a radio radio show. I'm sorry, we do a radio show for your real job. For our real job, if Ken shows up, if 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 Ken shows up, and and so. So we would do a joke of the week, and I and it was just there's a there's a website. I mean, surprise, you know, I'm kind of letting the cat out of the bag. So you don't tell me, but this is a uh, these jokes came from a, a website. You know, kind of stupid jokes. If you will. www.dadjokes.com. Yeah, it's I, yeah, it's bad. It, they're really they're just like kindergarten jokes. So um, no, so. <laughs> You know, like a, one of the jokes would be, so where do baseball players wash their show, shoes? In the bleachers. You know, I mean, that's silly jokes like that. And so those were, that was that was kind of my, that was my contribution to our asset management uh, show, uh, Investing for Success. Now, since then, I've come a long way. I've kind of taken over the show a little bit. Uh, but now uh, we wanted to be more serious. And so... I, we've eliminated all my jokes. So I, you know, that's why I've had, you know, kind of study up and kind of take over from Mark. And, you know, I know I do the introduction and I do the close. I, I kind of, you, do you did get to open it. You did open the show. Was that third? That was, that was the other Thursday. week, but Thursday. you did a killer job. I will, I will give it to you. Hats off to Ken. We may have to start making that a regular thing. <laughs> I need more wine. <laughs> I still see a little Delgado left in that glass. Yes. Oh, yeah. So let me, uh, as we, what, how long we've we been doing this now? We're coming up on the close. Yeah, I was going to uh, say, maybe I, I will some- say this. Uh, as one who drinks a lot of really, really good red calves out of Napa, uh, probably will end up being the majority of our focus. We'll throw some curveballs in on the podcast of different wines. But Napa is just absolutely epic for great red wines. And one of the common complaints I hear from people who drink red wine is, "Mm, I don't drink red wine because it just gives me a headache the next day. It's not the wine that gives you the headache. The headache comes from one of two things. Either A, dehydration, or B, um, the contents of the wine that you're drinking, less expensive wine. Don't be afraid to spend a little extra money for the experience. In other words, what I'm trying to say is we all spend money to buy a bottle of wine and we all rationalize or justify, do I spend X amount to buy a bottle of wine? What's the experience? Blah, blah, blah. I've always felt that it's very difficult to put a price on experience with friends and family. Whether you buy a $50 bottle or a $100 bottle, it's 50 bucks between 50 and 100. You know, you may say, oh, I can't justify buying a $100 bottle of wine. That's too much money. But then you go buy a $12 to $15 Starbucks every other day. 
it's all relative. But I will tell you from one with experience, enjoying great vino is not about the money. It's not about what you spend for the bottle of wine. It's about the experience that you have. And we all spend money on different things for experience, whether it's a vacation, a car, uh, a dinner, or wine. And I would say that as we kick off the Cellar Rats, po uh, Cellar Rats podcast, that's very difficult for me to find greater value than buying a great bottle of good vino, enjoying it with great friends and great pairings. Tonight, we're sipping the 2014 Del Dotto St. Helena uh, Connoisseur Series wine. Which is absolutely fantastic. And we're getting close to closing the podcast. And we, we mentioned touring Del Dotto. I know you've been fortunate enough to go there. Still waiting for my opportunity. But one of the things that I think I've heard they're known for, and I want you just to touch on maybe a minute or two, tell a quick story about the Daldado Caves. Oh, yeah. Because I, I've, I've heard about oh. them, and I think the listeners may enjoy a quick yeah. story. So just a description for them before we wrap up here. Yeah, it's a great question. Um, Daldado... Uh, the Del Dotto Caves. So if you go to Del Dotto for a wine tour, they have the old caves and they have their new facilities. The first time I went to Del Dotto, I went to this ratty cave. And it, I was really just starting to drink wine. Didn't know a lot about wine. Didn't know a lot about Del Dotto. But, but my wife and I went with some friends when we were out in California. And... um. I I I don't I don't even know how to really give uh justice to the experience. We had a professor from one of the colleges locally take us on a tour in the cave. We literally went to this cave and he told the stories about the wine and we literally drank wine right out of the barrels it was a dark cave it was small it was a little bit you 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 if you haven't done it before you'd almost be like oh it's kind of a little bit different well actually interesting fact about that del Dada was the very first vineyard to do that to really bottle wines directly out of the barrel no kidding yeah read that it's on their website nice that's my research well you know. what you've done a good job Biggie, you Touché. done well. Touche is right. We're all slacking. That's why I love Del Dotto. By the way, for those of you who are, don't want to spend $100, $200 on a bottle of wine, Del Dotto has various ranges of wines and different costs. But when you think about great wine, great experience, and, and, and just going with great friends, Del Dotto is my favorite. And we will uh, feature several other Del Dotto wines on our podcast in the future that they're, they're not a sponsor that there's no, you know, there's no biases here. This is my experience of as my wife would probably not want to know how much wine I bought from Del Dotto. Uh, 
one of the greater vineyards uh, that I've that I've been associated with. Um, the caves are super cool. If you take a tour to Napa, enjoy some great vino there. As Matt said, they're the first one to take it out of the barrel to the bottle. It's amazing. It's just an amazing experience, and I think people should do it. I uh, I would love the opportunity. Can't wait to I'll make take my... you someday. Hey, that's thank you. I appreciate that. I appreciate that. Uh, yeah, I said my oh. son. Not oh, you wait a minute. Oh well, the cellar rats. Maybe we'll take a little trip <laughs> well, well, as a podcast. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe we'll take a little podcast trip. We can film an episode out oh, there. Oh, there you go. And, and, I, and I'd just like to say I'm really glad to hear that we're going to enjoy other uh, Delgado experiences in, in the future. That makes my touche. Makes, makes so. Other closing closing remarks before we wrap up the pod podcast here, Harpoonie. Well, blog. I'll tell you what. I I've enjoyed the uh, the glass of wine that I've been sipping, and it's just it's amazing. It's uh, I'm looking forward to uh, experiencing additional uh, the adventures, and uh, so we'll uh, just leave it with that. Attaboy. Yeah, this glass was fantastic. Uh, like I said. Uh, in all of my Daldado experiences, which aren't many, but I, uh, I've had a few. It, it has never yet to disappoint. Um, so I'm sure the future, uh, the future is bright for, for Daldado and the wines that we will be tasting. Well, if you smell the nose I'm smelling in this glass, Daldado is top shelf. The Almond Joy is St. Helena from Daldado. The Connoisseur series is absolutely uh absolutely amazing nose on the glass it's an interesting thing that's something we'll uh definitely have to touch on for another episode we're gonna well teaser. why don't we do that well, teaser. Oh, we have teaser. we have uh nice we have a teaser. ton of topics to dive into you know th- this was definitely a, a first episode where we're going across the board yeah speaking about everything wine we'll get into glassware um yes glassware for certain types of grapes um Yes. How Food to taste pairings, wine, cheeses, um, unique tools. Little unique tools. Ken, epic. you're all about that. I love you, my unique your little tools. Con- exactly. Little contraptions that have been put together. The cork, opening a bottle Hold of wine, on. all of it. We'll, we'll touch, Is that because Ken's a tool? We'll oh, touch all maybe. aspects of wine on this podcast, along with um, other fine fine drinks. We'll put it and, that way. Ooh. Ooh. Oh, a little oh, teaser. Oh, yeah. Log is laying down the gauntlet. Hey, I'm laying the groundwork. Well, let's 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 let the listeners know where they can find us: Instagram at Cellar Rats Podcast and Facebook the Cellar Rats. Follow us there. Our goal is to put out a podcast once a week, and uh, that once will be, a week, yeah, once a week. That's an ambitious goal, That's, and I like it. That's a lot of wine, but you know what? Wine, wine of the week, Biggie. Wine of the week. Eclect- we can't have an eclectic cheese of the week without a wine of the week. So, you know what? It's not going to cut into your free time because you spend your free time drinking wine. It's not going to cut into your free time because you spend your free time drinking wine. So I just hope we don't run out of cheese. Yeah. You know, I mean, that's all I'm saying. I got, I got some cheese plugs. <laughs> cheese boy. Well, thank you for tuning in to our inaugural podcast. Tell your friends, tell your family. Sit back and enjoy a great glass of wine for us. If you have recommendations, reach out to us on social media, and we would be happy to enjoy that bottle and and feature it on one of our episodes. Tell us once again, Matt, where we can actually catch this podcast, where you can listen to the audio. Yeah, uh, Podbean, or also will be on the podcast networks for your Google or 
whatever cell phone you have, Apple, iTunes, everything. So oh, cheers. Cheers. Subscribe. Gross. Be sure to get notifications when our newest podcasts come out. And give us feedback. We're open to it all. Thanks again. Have a great day. Cheers. Cheers.